Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by the Collin County Association of Realtors. Here comes the man who has toured Joint Chiefs of Staff, launched nuclear missiles, and reported to Ross Perot, CCAR's 2020 President David Long, and communications extraordinaire, Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hey, David. Hey, Jonna. Welcome to the top. I'm happy to be here. Me too. So, David, do you remember those video updates that you recorded for us as president last year in 2020? Yes, I do. Recording myself felt very awkward at first, but I got used to it. And David, we're certainly glad you did. Those videos were a great way to connect with our members during this socially distant time. And they got a lot of views. In fact, one video got 847 playthrough views on Facebook alone, and it hit over 2,700 timelines. I guess I got a lot of positive feedback on the videos from CCR members and even realtors from different areas in Texas. Yes, you did. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about video marketing, how effective it is, who it reaches, and how to do it. I'm ready to learn. We have Christina Schaefer, Social Media Manager for the Houston Association of Realtors, or as it's often referred to, HAR. Christina is the host of the HAR On The Move podcast, And more relevant to our topic today, she's also the host of the award-winning Member Focus Monday Facebook Live series. Hi, Christina. Hi, how are you? I'm good. So, Christina, we can't wait to talk to you about video marketing. So, can you start us off with a bit of your experience in front of the camera? Yeah, so before I started working for HAR about 10 years ago, I had zero on-camera experience. Pretty early on, I was asked to do some video promotions for classes or different things like that. And I would notice things that I didn't like. For first off, I did not like the sound of my voice. And I don't know if you guys can, you guys have great voices, but I don't know if you could imagine not liking the sound of your voice and then having to edit the podcast where you hear your voice every week. That's, <laughs> that's a lot. But, <laughs> but I also noticed things that I would do with my mouth or my face that were a little distracting. But I knew these videos were really helpful for our organization. And frankly, they were a part of my job. So I wanted to make sure I did them right. So what I started doing pretty early on was practicing. I would record a video of myself just talking about anything and watch it back and take notes and try to improve upon things. And, you know, if you think about it as a realtor, how many times do you practice your elevator pitch or what you're going to say on a listing presentation? If you're not practicing those things, it would help you to get better because when you rehearse, not only are you more comfortable with what you're saying, but you, you develop a flow and a rhythm and it's, it's just a little bit easier. So, you know, again, starting off, I had zero experience, with, so it was just a little bit of practice. I was able to get a lot more comfortable very quickly. A live video is really intimidating. I know that myself. Did you have any nerves at the beginning? And how do you feel about it uh, doing live now? Yeah, so I definitely had nerves at the beginning and, and that doesn't really necessarily go away. You're always going to be a little nervous with live video because live is live. You could have tech issues. You could stutter. You know, there's all kinds of different things that could happen on live, but live is also genuine and real. You know, people tune in to live knowing it's going to be live and expecting to see you stutter or mess up or maybe even trip if you're doing the walkthrough of a home, right? You might trip over something. But that's part of the fun of live video. You know, if you think about some of the shows that you watch, 
the ones that are live tend to be a little more energetic and entertaining than anything that's pre-recorded. So if you just accept the fact that something might go wrong, you tend to get a lot more comfortable because you're expecting it and you know it's a possibility and you can just focus on controlling the things that you can control. So how I feel about it now, actually prior to the start of coronavirus, our live program that we do weekly had built up so much that we had a team of people behind it. We were doing it in a studio. I typically had about three or four people in the studio with me to help make sure things like lighting and internet stability and things like that were not a problem. So I could just focus on, you know, being on camera and doing conducting an interview and things like that. Since we still aren't back in the office and I'm not back in the studio, I've been doing all of it from home. So it's definitely a lot more work when you're doing these things completely by yourself. You know, you're the on-camera personality, you're conducting an interview, your tech support, you know, your audio support, you're doing everything. So you're doing all of these things. And there's, of course, the chance that something could go wrong, because again, it's live. But what I tried to do is to Again, control the controllables as much as possible. I prepare as much as I can. I practice what I'm going to say. And I make sure that anybody who's going to be joining me on that live is also prepared and knows what to expect. I try to prepare them as much as possible. So from there, we just go live and and let it go. There's not much we can do if, if something goes wrong at that point. But at least we know we've controlled all of the controllables. Oh, very good. That's that's really interesting. So, Christina, how effective have you found video marketing, and do you see that it increases interaction with followers? Absolutely. Uh, video is the most effective marketing tool there is. When you think about how you just consume content, any content, if you read an article versus watching a video, you know what are you likely to remember from that article versus a video? In fact, I was just recently looking at a statistic that said viewers remember around 95% of a message via video compared to just 10% when they read it. So if you think about a realtor and how long they took to write out that wonderful bio about themselves, and people might remember 10% of it versus if they were to just get on video and say it, they'll remember a lot more. So um, video is, is so, so important. For us at our association, video has helped us grow on all platforms. It's allowed our members to become more engaged with us, more informed with different things that are going on within our organization. And so, yeah, um, if you're marketing anything and you're not using video, you're really missing out. When I took over the social media role for our organization, our Facebook page had about 20,000 followers. Now, as we record this today, which is a little more than three years later, we're at almost 50,000 followers. So with just the use of consistent live video, we've more than doubled our following in about three years. So I think the numbers really speak for themselves as far as, again, growth and what viewers will remember from that video. Yeah, I guess uh, from what you're saying, you collect statistics on who's watching and how many people are watching. Um, So who typically watches your videos? Do you know? I mean, I have a feeling that only my wife wife would watch mine. I'm not even sure if she would do that. (laughs) And you know what? That's okay. If it starts out and it's just your biggest cheerleaders, then that's okay. <laughs> you know, there was there was a point in time where my husband was the only one who would like those posts or things like that, but that's okay. But, you know, again, 
showing up consistently, it's just like with anything else in sales, just showing up consistently, being consistent, not giving up, you know, those numbers will, will grow right now. Um, on our Facebook live program, we will have anywhere from maybe 250 to 350 people that watch it live, but the numbers of the people that watch it after the fact are in the thousands on average around 7,000 people watch every single week. And those are our, our members. And if you think about trying to get, let's say the largest event that we were to hold, we get 500 people in a room, you know, and think about the time and effort and money to plan this huge event for 500 people versus, sitting down in front of a camera for 30 minutes a week and having 7,000 people watch. True. So, Christina, do you think that those who watch your live videos feel more connected to you? And is there anything that you do on your end to try and foster that connection with them? Absolutely. There's a marketing guru that I follow. His name is Mark Schaefer. We're not related, (laughs) but I do know him and he knows me from conferences and things like that. Um, He's also an author. He just released a book and stuff, but he wrote a book a few years back called Marketing Rebellion. And the whole premise of that book was to be more human. And that really resonated with me. You know, as an association, a lot of times we're seen as a logo or, you know, a bill, (laughs) a quarterly due or whatever the case is. But, you know, it doesn't matter what brand you represent. Um, Humans want to engage with humans, right? They want to buy from humans. They want to connect with other humans. So the more you're putting yourself out there on video, and again, no matter what you represent, if you're the representative of an organization, a brand, a company, um, the more you put yourself out there and show them that you are also humans, that you're not just a logo, the more likely they are to engage with you and to know you, like you, and trust you. And whatever you're selling, they're more likely to buy from you. So video definitely helps you be more human to your customers. What I try to do, and again, this comes with time and it comes with practice, but I... I love to shout people out on live video. You know, if I see, oh, Amber just made a comment, I I refer specifically to Amber and say, you know, thank her for her comment. Or if there's a lady named Val, who's one of our members who watches every single week, comments every single week, I'm like, oh, hey, Val, you know, good to see you here again. So, you know, even just that little bit of recognition is helpful. But that's really across any platform, um, social media with comments and things like that. I try to, even though it's a logo, it's the HAR.com logo that's responding to them. I try to make that comment feel more personal and um, like it's not just, you know, a, a stern business tone in that comment. And I find that when we do that, people are more receptive. If maybe the comment was something negative and they were upset about something, they tend to be, you know, more okay with the response if the reply from us feels personal. So definitely people want to connect with people. They want to do business with people. So allowing them to see you on video and see that you're a person and see that you may stutter or mess up just like they do, it really, really helps foster that connection. Sure. So question for you. So in another way to foster that connection, do you ever do anything like quizzes or polls during your live videos? 
I do. Sometimes I might say, has anyone experienced that? You know, tell me yes in the comments or something like that. Or I've seen other people that have done it, something like, if this is your first time here today, give me a green heart emoji. If you've been watching our program for quite some time, give me a red heart emoji, right? So not only are you engaging them and encouraging them to interact with you, but you're giving them a specific task to do. And the people that can say, you know, the green emoji, because it's their first time, they'll have people welcoming them, right? And that's exciting because they're getting engaged from other people. Um, the people with the red heart, they have that pride of, oh, I've been here a while. I've been watching this program for a while. So it's definitely good to engage them. And again, it's allowing people to see that you're not just a logo and that you see them just as much as they see you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Christina, if I wanted to start recording videos, live or otherwise, uh, what should I do? What equipment do I need? What are the basics? So, one of the reasons I should say people shy away from this is they think it's going to be this very expensive endeavor. It's really not. There's a lot of things that you probably already have. So let's just say I wanted to start doing Facebook lives or Instagram lives or whatever it is weekly things you likely already have. Well, number one, you have a Facebook page or an Instagram account, right? You already have that a laptop with a built-in camera or a cell phone. That's something you probably already have high speed internet. Whenever I do these lives, on Facebook, I am using a laptop and I have that laptop hardwired into the internet. That if you have that option, that's crucial and, you know, definitely helps with stability. Sometimes you don't have that option. If I'm a realtor and I'm doing a live out at my listing, then I'm obviously using my cell phone. I don't have that ability. But if you can be hardwired into the internet, that's really helpful. Something else you have probably headphones with a built-in mic or headphones with a, a mic of some kind. You know, right now I'm, I'm using AirPods. You know, a lot of people have something like that already. So those are things you probably already have. Oh, and another thing you probably already have or hopefully have is some sort of quiet space <laughs> to do this in. That's, that's also crucial because if you're um, hosting some kind of live video, you know, any background noise or unfortunately dogs barking, children playing in the background, things like that, that sometimes we can't control. Those types of things can be distracting. So those are some things you already have. Some things that can make it better. Ring lights. These are very inexpensive. You can find a lot of the products that I'm going to mention you can find on, on Amazon, but there's things like selfie ring lights with tripod stands. You know, they run about $30, so pretty inexpensive microphones. Um, again, I mentioned that I'm using AirPods right now, but you can get a lapel mic that plugs into your laptop or your cell phone on Amazon for about $15. So, and again, that's just really going to improve the audio quality of your, of your live video. Now you can upgrade a little beyond that, a professional microphone. A lot of people uh, are very familiar with the Yeti Blue mic. That's a very popular one. There's a lot of different ones. I currently use one that the brand is Samson, S-A-M-S-O-N. But these professional mics can be more expensive. You're looking at 100 to $200 probably for a more professional mic. And also an external webcam. I mentioned that I do our Facebook Lives on a computer, but I have an external webcam plugged into that. So webcams can range in price. I've seen them as low as $40. I've seen some 300 plus. 
So there's a really big range on the webcams. But right now with this digital world that we're all living in, everything is virtual, you're finding a lot of these products a lot cheaper than they used to be. So I would say, you know, remember, it's okay to start small. The very first live video that I did for our organization was done on a laptop with the built-in webcam, with the built-in microphone. You know, there was just all of the basic things that I already had at my disposal. But then as it grew and as we noticed, hey, people are liking this and they're watching this, we started adding in some of that more, um, you know, more professional technology and more professional equipment. I will say, though, I like to look back. I looked back on a, a, a live from very, very early on. It was almost three years ago now. And I'm looking at it. And, of course, I see all the flaws because that's what we do, right? But I'm like, oh, we needed better lighting and the video quality wasn't so great. But it had 2,100 views on it. Right. So, again, we may think of these things as barriers, but if you're providing content that people want to hear, they're going to tune in no matter what your lighting looks like. Very true. So, Christina, before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know? So, you know, we've talked so much about video today, and I really just want to stress if you are a marketer of anything, (laughs) you can't miss this step. You know, you you have to use video in your marketing if you want to succeed. Most people may try it once and don't like it. You know, I mentioned that I didn't like the sound of my voice, right? Most people might not like how they sound or they might not like what they look on, look like on camera, but you can't let those fears and those barriers get in your way. If you want to succeed, don't delay because of those fears. I've had realtors tell me over the years, well, I want to do video, but I need to lose 10 pounds first. And my response is always, well, are you going to lose 10 pounds before your next listing appointment (laughs) or before you show the (laughs) next home? (laughs) Probably not, right? It it takes some time. People, you know, you look the way you look and you sound the way you sound and people are okay with that. (laughs) So it just takes time to practice. And not only does practice make you better, but practice makes you more comfortable and more likely to keep doing it. So Jump in, practice, and let video help you win at marketing. Yeah, thanks, Christina. Really interesting. Absolutely. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was really interesting. I think I have just about everything I need to get my own live videos going. David, I would tune in to watch you live. So for those listening, thanks for hanging out with us again. And don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. And if you have a question or topic, as always, we would like to discuss it on the podcast. So please email us at ask at welcometothetop.com and listen to hear us cover it. And we can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, don't forget to call before showing. Special thanks to our hosts, Jonna Fernandez and David Long. Our audio engineer, Garrett Holton. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. Podcast administrator, Sean Offsall. And producer, Bree Westbury. Tune in next time and don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.